This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Welcome, kids. It's the Smoke Guitar Podcast. We're in a good good mood right now because it's uh, fuck. Because I don't have to drive anything today. That's why I'm in a good mood. I reviewed 12 cars last week. Bill Caswell in the building. Hey guys, is this the first episode you've been on like officially? And no, not just you know you were on the show at the, when we were it's at the old show. house yeah. for sure. Back like back when in you the first day. got. Like internet famous, we had you on the show yeah. in the early days. Yeah. When I was, and I was even kind of like, "Ooh, this guy." And then I think uh, Wyatt and I came on. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because before I met you, I thought you know I heard I read the I read Sam <laughs> Smith's Thanks, original Jalopnik piece, and I was like, "This guy is amazing." And then I met you, and I was like, nah, "It's just it's just Caswell. Well, He's that, not amazing. He's just reckless with money, and I love it." And, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I take like calculated risks. Like no, I know what Caswell's that's my motto. Right. I know I know what stuff can fail and what the critical path is, and I just you know a lot of wreckage is left in the path, like you know, in the way. Are you talking about racing your your entire life right now? Yeah, there, I look at racing as more like <laughs> oh, I look at them as like adventures. Like each yeah. race is for there me much wasn't difference? like. Not for him, no. Well, no, for like if you talk to a lot of drivers, for them the race starts like when the green flag happens and it's just about that period of time. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the whole adventure. It's Your race starts car. at the bar no, a week build, before the, the race. You haven't friends. signed up for the race. You don't yeah. have a car. It's the road trip. It's the adventure. Yeah. It's the, you know, the gunfights at the border trying to get into Mexico. Oh, right. See, now you says gunfights. Now I want because me and Thad want to do Chihuahua Express in the Mustang, and we can do it. Like, I can afford it. We can go. The car's ready. Right. You know, Chihuahua it, Express is sort of like La Carrera. Yeah, but Mexico. can't you enter through, like, uh, Baja, or do you have to go through, like, uh, Juarez or... I don't... I, well, that's the thing. I don't... I was. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, about... Because, like, I can pay the fucking entry fee, and I can go to the embassy and get a visa. It's no big deal. Yeah. But, like... How I logist? I mean, literally from a legit. I don't own a truck. I don't own a trailer. Although I can get one. I would. I would get in your car. I go all thousand miles down to La Paz. I get on a ferry, go over to the mainland, and come back up. Just avoid the whole border thing altogether. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't listen. But, to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds like good advice. <laughs> and it worked for me once. Doesn't it doesn't necessarily yeah, no, make no, it no, good no. advice. This is where the calculated risk thing comes in because you were in the you were in the pig that's worth all of a few grand, and he's in the Mustang that he just dumped a bunch of money into. No, no, I'm not worried about like my car being confiscated or anything. I'm just saying, like, it, can can I, like, what kind of a truck can I get to drive into Mexico, and then like, am I going to get hassled at the border? With right, a race right, car right. and a trailer. Absolutely. So there's a couple of things. One, you can only bring two titles into Mexico. And so, you know, like for the m- title for two cars? Well, so I had the title for the van, the title for the trailer. Oh. And then the title for the race car. Okay. So I was allowed to bring the van and the trailer, but at the border, I had to sign my race car over to the co driver. And he ne- had to drive it across the border? I mean, we left in the trailer, but he had to file the paperwork in his name oh, okay. for a single car. But that's fine. If and there's two of us going, the title. Then... Yeah, if you got two people, but I mean, we kept doing that and kept getting lucky. You want to make sure, ideally, that like 
But that's done ahead of time. The, like you only have two titles in your name and a third, whether it's the trailer or the rental van or whatever yeah, yeah. you're using is in a third guy's name. But the third guy, does he have to be there? Like if I borrow a trailer from Bothwell uh, who said I could use his trailer. Yeah, it's way easier. But like think about the, the rental car process. We rented the van to go across. We had a letter from the van, the rental company saying we could use the van and take it into Mexico. Uh-huh. We had a copy of the title and we had Mexican insurance on the vehicle. So I think if you bring someone else's vehicle in and you have a letter from them, it might need to be like notarized or some not, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this sounds like a goddamn. You got to notarize it and just like staple a twenty dollars bill to it. If you've got the Mustang, you get through. Why wouldn't you just drive it down there? Because if you break it, I don't want to be stuck down there with a broken car. Even with a Mustang, even with a car that in theory, <laughs> you can buy every I've, I've spent 18 months learning that these, quote, easy to come by parts. Necesito suspension are, 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 for, for no, Ultimo no. Motorsports. Yeah. Ultimo, ¿Cómo se dice? Maximum Motorsports? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, no. There's, there's too much on that car that isn't standard and, and may or may not be able to be fixed with standard parts. You, I don't know. Your truck. best scenario is to get someone with a truck and trailer that wants to go on the adventure. Yeah. And they fill out the paperwork for those. You bring the Mustang. No big deal. That's it. Super easy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's really that's the way you go. You know, I got to hire Joe. I have to hire Joe. He's, Joe would be move. my guy. From On All Cars Go to Heaven, Joe, yeah, 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 who yeah. came with John in the Model T, I mean, he's he's got to be my guy. Yeah. And Mexico is always a fun adventure. The food's Mexico, good. Can, I, my friend lives in Mexico, and he referred to it as magical realism, which I think is what? funny. Magical because realism. magical realism, it basically means like you look around Mexico and you go, how the fuck is this place still even on Earth? Like there's just weird shit that goes on in Mexico that is unexplainable except by magic. And so okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, like it's not like magic magic. It's just a world in which alternate thing. It's bizarro world in Mexico. Yeah, yes, I love yes, it down right. there. And it's it's one hilarious. My, it's one of my favorite countries to go visit. The people are so nice. So nice. I mean, like ridiculously nice. So I took helpful. a cabin. I took, it was just in Puerto Vallarta, which I think is a wonderful little town. You visit Puerto Vallarta? I haven't been there. Great little city. Yeah. If you want to go on like an inexpensive beach vacation for four days, cannot beat Puerto Vallarta. Cheap flights, cheap hotels. Or if you're looking to nice escape, people. I don't know. No, you're right. Some place. sort of charges yeah. or something like that, <laughs> yeah. and you have your mom with you. Yeah. The, the yeah. flights that we just looked last week randomly, they were like 180 to Puerto Vallarta. round trip, like yeah, yeah. LA. Dude, I did I, LA, I did a whole cheap. four yeah. days there for like seven hundred dollars right. with a flight, and a, it was amazing. Yeah, but uh, I had a, my cab driver on one. Of, I'm you know trying to bust out my Spanish a little bit, and my Spanish is shit, uh, but it gets me around. And then I get halfway through this conversation in Spanish with this cab driver, and I go, you know, so where are you from? And he goes, Chicago. I'm like, what? This is like a Mexican dude, and all of a sudden just starts speaking English. And I'm like, come on, homie. <laughs> and he was like, I was trying to help you practice. You were doing well. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, asshole. It's like Yoel. Like, you speak English fine. You know, like, not, yes. I know he's speaking with like a perfect American accent, well, too, because he was born here. You know what would be great so is if he just started talking like, duck bears, yeah. one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it was Mexico's great fun, though. It really is super like, fun. The people you are got, so you nice. Do the race. You got to do the Chihuahua Express. I so we really fun. want to do it. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of, of actually doing it, <laughs> and like Joe. how much is all that going to cost and whatever. Does that mean the Mustang gets a uh, cage? You can, I have a six point cage in it right now, which is sort of like a race cage but without halo bars. Yep. Um, and I can run in a class that is still a really fast class. Gotcha. W- with that setup. 
Um, I can't run unlimited, but I looked at some in-car video from the class I can run, and these guys are hauling ass. Right. Like, the average speeds are really quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the average speeds are similar to, like, almost like Silver State classic speeds. Like, wow. a little bit lower, but the road is a lot twistier. And so it looked it looked fast on video. Right. So you, like, can't maintain what you're supposed to anyway. Hey, Bill, remember what we were saying about close to the microphone? Oh, man. You kind of have to, like... You pretty much have to go fast, and there's a lot of like fast transit sections. I hear as well. I hear that in Mexico in the rallies, the transit sections you're still driving a hundred. Yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a stage get canceled, and then we had to like backtrack. But for whatever reason, only one of the teams got the book that like had the special routes for if a stage get canceled. Uh huh. And you have to go all the way on this mountain range. So we followed one car. We were already late. And there were like four rally cars chasing each other through traffic. <laughs> this awesome. guy, and one guy's right. like, "Fuck, I'm gonna lose these guys." Well, and a couple points. of them have GoPro videos, which I've yeah. like seen, you know, clips from. Just the just the craziest driving you've ever seen. We well, yeah, got four guys in cages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's well, right, and four guys in cages in fucking Mexico. It's fucking well, death I, I race two thousand. I watched two cars pass to the right of a bus. So, like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, there's no shoulders on the roads in Mexico. They just sort of disappear. Well, they have Rally cars. Well, it doesn't hardly matter if they have shoulders. And we have rally cars with you know gravel tires. <laughs> so if you want to like cut by them on the, sh- you know, you always wonder like, what if I could just pass the person on the shoulder? Yeah, like on the grass. Oh, like, and what du- if I just dude, went? Du- no, in Dubai, what if I just we went that. to the grass? Could yeah. I get back? Yeah, you can if you have rally tires. Yeah. And, or if you're in it's Dubai gravel. and driving anything. Right in the Middle East, they do that shit. Me and Thad are in a fucking Aston Martin V12 uh, Vantage. Sitting in this traffic jam, and it's like it's basically a big grid with roundabouts at every intersection. Big fucking roundabouts, which in that much traffic are just as bad as lights. Maybe slightly better, but whatever. But a but buses, commercial buses are are hitting the dirt to go around the traffic. Like I saw, we saw three or four of them within five minutes, what? just straight up passing in the dirt. I Correct. think the official rule in Dubai is if you have a closing speed in excess of thirty miles per hour, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to pass. Dubai rules are entirely rules. different. Yeah, yeah. Do, we call out rules. Dubai rules like before, like. If I start, like, if I'm driving up the road and like have to pull a dick move to like, pass, I'll, I'll be, I'll call out Dubai rules and then, yeah. and then just do it, and it absolves me of everything. So wait, is that where was the guy that did the Ferrari nonsense in Beverly Hills? Oh, the, that like, those guys country? were from uh, Qatar. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So, but so what's the deal? Similar with, mindset. But what's the deal with Dubai? Is there <laughs> just like, no police yeah. cars? So there's no there's one a to lot like of police cars. So why don't they get pulled over? It's no, just it, so much. That it's just you know, it's like water overflowing out of a tub. Like kind of. This is where, like, you, where you're gonna catch it. And yeah. like the locals, like the locals just kind of like run shit, and everyone else is you know significantly under them in terms of influence and whatever. And if you're somebody, and there's a lot of somebodies in Dubai. You don't really give a fuck. You know how when people like, go, I pay your salary when they get pulled over? Nice These guys literally pay their salaries. And and they don't they don't have police in the traditional sense. Like there are police, but Dubai is mostly like cameras. Like there's speed cameras and traffic cameras and face recognition cameras and like our friend works over there and works on the cameras, so like I know they're there. And there's millions of them all over fucking town. So you just get speeding tickets? He says if you do something wrong. The cops won't stop you. They'll just be at your house when you get home. That's pretty much the, what happens. 
<laughs> and so, like Herbert Hoover you know, days. but if you're if you're slightly out of town, like I didn't see a lot of this in the city of Dubai. Right. Like we were at, we were out in the skirts sure. of it yeah. that don't have the cameras, and that's where the where there's no cameras, the shit gets wild real fast. I mean, same anywhere else in like the states, though, right? Like no one's really ripped. I mean, occasionally there's like guys. You don't see downtown, stuff like this. Right? I mean, it's a rare moment when you see someone hit the dirt in the U.S. Well, the, <laughs> I agree. I agree got, yeah, exactly. It's extreme, but. It's not like through downtown Dubai. Yeah, our respective fans from all over the world, you know, they don't they when they see shit like that on a regular basis, they just think it's kind of normal. But in, in America, it'd be really wild. I or, think the be- the ones that do it best casually are Russia, where they do it on fucking sidewalks. Russia is a whole other level of fucking nuts. Oh yeah. Well, this is all insurance fraud. So they're yeah, trying to like yeah. hit each other and then get out and you know like they'll jump in front of the car, then get it, and then like roll off the hood and then raise their arms like what the fuck? And the guy's like, I w- the car's not even on. Well, that's like, when you get out your polite hatchet. And then you just shake it at the person. I fucking love Russians, though. They're fucking fun. Russian women are cold, but Russian men are hilarious. <laughs> they're 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 not impressed by anything. You know what I mean? You chug a fucking bottle of vodka, and run, I've done more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right? there's nothing they, that and not, you know. And, and, they've endured far more than our <laughs> country ever will, and so like nothing impresses them, yeah. nothing scares them. Those two oh. Russians I filmed the G wagon with a couple weeks ago. They were so nice, and their truck was so cool. But I was like, he's like fucking rips up this helmet. That was awesome. He's like, no, it was not awesome. <laughs> that was not very good at all. I was like, all right. You all know, right, it was incredible sorry, surviving you know. Stalin. Climbing this hill, <laughs> yeah, not so bad. Yeah, they were great. Uh, so Caswell and I got to drive some shit. Last week, we got to hang out with CJ Wilson. Yeah. Oh, you were there too? Super yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And uh, CJ's great. And his yeah, racing really team, good guy. those guys are all great. Mark and Andres and, and all those guys are yeah. awesome. And so we got to drive his GT4 on the track, and then the club sport, the race car. You got in the mono, didn't you? I did get in the mono. You got in the mono, and I didn't get, I didn't get mono, but cool I got CTSV. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, You had CTSV with you know, <laughs> cords out the back. Four people, four-wheel drive bikes. I cotton-candied the fuck. No, yeah. no, no. The video's coming. Like in the next couple of days, probably, but right? But I didn't just cord those tires. Like The cords were spinning so fast that it was... The same as the process they used to like spin yarn, and it literally spun it and stuck glued it like a sweater to the firewall to the to the wheel well. Mm-hmm. It was badass. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, uh, How was the mono make, though? Well, they almost need to make like new tires for like those cars and the uh, whatever you call it, the seven hundred horsepower uh, Hellcats. 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 Like they almost need to make a tire. It's like twenty two whatever 30 seconds tread you know they're always like so oh that's like, like you know it's got like snow tires <laughs> it's just got like truck tire yeah. depth tread yeah right yeah, just a little a little more again. that's yeah. it they gotta get it to it like truck tires so you can take them to a shop and get them retread or, something or tells no, just, me just that even that so you have like work. tread you do like a thousand you know feet of burnout <laughs> right guaranteed, the tires guaranteed. Are well, you should have the same diameter you have now but with a 17 inch rim and so that that five inches you know now they have a 21 inch right so go back to 17 and you have right, four extra tire. inches of tire right just make it like a solid rubber wheel you those tires nuts. did last a long time and, and they're not run flats right no they were pilot super sports yeah, that's right. and i had four people in the car and each time i went out and i did three full drift laps and i went out five times three laps and they that's not bad plus the laps by yourself for super sport that five times includes the laps on the oh, okay. so the operating costs for ctsv at the track are quite high if you're drifting it, yeah, yeah. it was pretty aggressive. 
Um, it's really but <laughs> can I tell you how incredible the CTSV is? I don't think we talked about it on the last show. No, we show. didn't. The CTSV is the best goddamn car. <laughs> like, other, other I've driven the, in a uh, really, really long time. Really? Optimus yes. Prime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Caswell fucked me up. And you'll see it in the video. Caswell gets in the car and he goes, you know. <laughs> right. I'm he, sorry. I, I didn't, I'm like, I knew I was going to ruin it for him. So, so to ruin it for them now. Well, I can't look at the interior of the dash seriously because the center console entertain, you know, entertainment radio thing looks like Optimus Prime. It looks like a Transformer. Very like, true. Exactly. Like exactly. Like the, 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 and once yeah. you see right. it, you can't unsee it's it. It's all like chrome. Things. <laughs> I hadn't like, thought of that, but now I'm seeing it. And yeah. I so really does the fucking Acura front end, though. Subver- no, 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 no. This, this is, is like, this is this looks like a transposed copy of Optimus Prime's face on the dash. It's just, you look at it and you're like, wow, it's like Transformer. You can't look past that, but... If you somehow manage to, car's cool. Seats are nice. Leather's nice. Like, dude, it is. It it is a cushy and quiet, professional grade formula drift car. Like, it has a formula drift steering rack in it. Mm -hmm. It oversteers under braking. Like a forty-one hundred pound sedan oversteers under braking. It's great, and then yeah. it fucking annihilates the tires while remaining perfectly balanced and requiring the exact right amount of steering input through the corner. And you can have a conversation with your buddy while doing it. So or and three it's of men- them. Is it, is mental. It, all things considered, now build quality, the car, the way it drives, everything. Are they outdoing the M5 at this point? They're the M5. BMWs always have like a thickness to the materials, and the same thing with the M3 and the ATSV. Yeah, and it's still like not quite there, but it the seats are as good as the M5. Like the chassis is probably better. It's fuck all fast. It's so fast. Yeah. Like it's it's nutty. I, and they're I, building a faster one, dude. On the way to on the way to Vegas, I hit like 180 miles an hour. Like it was not even a problem. There was that runway on the way to Vegas. There was that runway on the yeah. way to Vegas. What's well, the one that Jeff and I used? Yeah. Like it's so fast, and the brakes are so good, and the chassis is so good. And then you drove it, you drive it 500 miles, comfort mode, fucking radar cruise, chilling. I mean, it's the greatest. That's the a greatest. car that need, they need an aftermarket interior you know magician supply thing to take it and be like give us 30 grand it's we'll it's the only all that will they'll redo optimus prime with like wood and metal like a, a truly kind of like hand-built car it's it's just some of the panels same as the atsv like i yeah. think the chassis in the atsv is better than the m4 like, it's a better driver's black car sucks because it's it's not thick enough or dense enough to be sure. real piano black well like remember the the first m5 the e28 yeah. yeah it was like hand-built yeah like different factory the dash was all hand stitched it was hand stitched it was stitched leather yeah yeah right you know like everything was like kind of different everything you touch the ctsv the gets pretty close the shifter, though the dash the button you know like it, it's it's not shitty by no. any account well their door panels have that hand stitch it, yeah it was really nice center. and the leather was good yeah, it was and good. The, it has dry carbon dash real dry carbon like it's just that piano black in the middle the it's rest a, of it yeah, is good very good looking car it's mm-hmm. very good looking i got a lot of compliments from uh urban males Urban males, mm-hmm. especially urban males urban in their fifties, like me. I, oh, 50s, like, like I live in the city. Yeah, like the like. What makes an urban male? Do you have to go to the urban like middle aged middle aged black dudes? <laughs> middle aged black dudes were all about this thing at gas stations. Like they were flipping out about this thing. I this get. Was, the, I used to get the same thing with my GTO. The same guys would be like, "Is that GTO?" Yep. Oh. That's because you got that ass, Chris. It is because it I was, got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, with some cars, you're right. You know. Big V8s, big muscle cars. No, they cars. do. Those those older guys, They're they sweet. love that fucking muscle yeah, car formula. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, with the giant front end and giant radiator, yeah. the LT4 doesn't very, have any cooling problems. It, the motor is meant for that car. It's perfect in this car. Yeah. The car it's is car. like, it's, it's like as close to perfect as I've seen. Honestly. Wait, and what's the sticker on this thing? 91. Okay, because someone... 15 Gs cheaper than the base price of an M5. Wow. Very good. Uh, it's about the same cheaper than an AMG. I saw a black CTSV wagon manual on eBay the other day for 56. Oof. Still. still I, yeah, but I'd still take the new car over <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, I mean, because that's not cheap. It's yeah, not yeah, cheap yeah. enough, and you, we have to keep it for 20 years yeah. to, to make it. Well, if that car was the same but wasn't a wagon, it would be 15 grand cheaper and worth it. The previous yeah. gen CTS yeah. seemed to be holding a little bit, yeah. too, especially the manuals. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the last. Yeah. yeah. This car, the 8-speed, works good with the new one. Yeah. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't ask for. I wouldn't even want it in a manual. I don't think. But I, it's I have, the fucking tit. Would you I want have a hard, No, my issue is I have a hard time with like a hundred grand for a, a four door sedan. Of course, I of just course. Have, I just have such. If it, for a hundred grand, I'd buy so many other. But the things. crazy thing is, but is you're so a many, different. You're, you're I know not a totally different buyer. Dude. The, yeah, but the insane not. thing is, is we get older and we fr- we think about what cars cost when we were like twenty. But you go and see like a regular sedan, like oh, a regular family grand. sedan, is like forty grand. grand now. Yeah, yeah exactly. my girlfriend's Volvo is fifty grand. Oh yeah, which yeah, oh yeah. by the way, no, I regular... love, but it's in the shop right now. Yeah, it has well, the air conditioning. Three series, work. like forty really? grand. <laughs> it has no air. Conditioning. You know, a oh, base, a base a three stripper series, seri- three series, yeah, like stereo upgrade and a couple other things. Like a base three is like forty Gs. Yeah, and I, I realize more than that. I drove a, a 328i that had yeah, that was like, He's like forty. Yeah, 41, not even that. But I mean, you look at like. You look at like an Impala or like a Corolla or something that even those are like I think almost the Impala 40 grand. I drove was almost forty grand. It was, was. It, it was high thirties or forty. Oh, you it had was, it for a couple it was days, right? Thirty eight something. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I justified it was a nice car. Look, and at at ninety one thousand bucks, the CTSV is a shitload of car. Yeah, agreed. It's fast, it's, a lot of tires, handles know, well. Yeah. It's like really easy and to dude, drive I, fast. You, you look at the window sticker. The window sticker was the yeah, physically the biggest yeah. window sticker I've ever seen. Like and a hundred all this shit on it. it had so much included. stuff, but there were only six options. Yeah. Like there was a list of like seventy five things, and there were six options. Yeah. What were the six the, options? Contrast, contrast, yeah. insert seats, um, uh, the the performance data recorder mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did it have like cruise? the carbon bits on it? It did have radar cruise. Uh, what? They have carbon stuff on it? Yeah. Was it like that, and was I think like the Recaro dark, seats like are an awesome. No, they're standard in the CTSV. Yeah. Was it like a dark trim thing or something like that? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. There the was, wheels there, were darkened. Of the six options, four of them were cosmetic or five of them were cosmetic. Like, it, it was all whatever. Yeah, all the but, tech was fully loaded. Dude, but it's, it has like a six-year, 70,000-mile warranty. Damn. Dude, a car and like other than destro- completely destroying the tires, the car didn't seem stressed out at all. The car was fine. Like, they called me. I posted that picture of that tire on Instagram. And fucking GM guy was like, you know, everything okay? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, this thing's the best. And, and I, I put new tires on it myself, which cost $748. <laughs> Two rears. <laughs> Woo! Right. Woo, it was an expensive day for but, Farah. But now if you need some Corvettes from GM or whatever it is, they, you know, they know you're not going to. Dude, uh, it was worth it. You know, you're not going to destroy their cars, beat them up, and hand them back. I mean, no, it's it was, for, they were. It's not just because you're a journalist. Hey, you know what? You spent less money than I did on Driscoll. It was less money. That cool. isn't, uh, isn't there like a whole thing on face some secret group or something about all the things that have been done to press cars by journalists or something there like is that? A, a secret yeah and it's like pretty bad. Journalist I'm, not I'm not in it. a secret group 
Oh, I, I, exactly. I'm not a part of it. I've no, I don't think it's a part club. I think people have, I, people on this show people have talked referred about it. to it yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all the because there was some hilarious beef and... between like Jack Baruth and Ed Lowe yeah, on exactly. it. Okay, I think, right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it's pretty amusing. Yeah, cars get fucked up in this industry. You know, just they do. There's a lot of people and a lot of cars driving a lot of places, and everyone. Some people get too excited. Right. Some people, I don't know, try hard stuff, whatever. I, mean, I nearly crashed my ST at the Nürburgring. <laughs> you know? It was like a day away from getting I don't, it back. You had the video of that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you had a little squirrely moment. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you have to know the ring and know what was going on. And, you know, as the GoPros take a lot of elevation out, just like a video game kind of thing, yeah. like the view. But uh, the car was sliding. I was going. I was out of control. Like I finally caught it, like a foot from the track. Whoa! It was like okay, time just to like go back. You know, tell it Amsterdam, give the room, give the key back. Yeah, this yeah. is like what last month Whoa. or six weeks ago? Took like two years ago. Year. Oh, that! So it was like a fiesta. Pre, it was like a pre-launch Fiesta ST. Like before they were on public streets, I talked him into like a week-long road trip from the 24 hours of the Nurburgring to Monaco. When drove like WRC Monte Carlo stage roads, went to the Nurburgring. We like lived in it. In it's the red one, right? Yeah, yeah. we like, lived in it at both tracks. <laughs> you know, and the car is in, in the greatest shape. It was <laughs> mechanically perfect. Yeah, it just looked like you know two friends taking a road trip <laughs> through Europe for like eight days. <laughs> it smelled great, Probably, and yeah. and we uh, we kept buying stickers at gas stations. So like every time oh, we got gas, we bought our sticker, put it on the rear window. Oh my god, they must have loved you. Well, the funny thing was that uh, I went down like an hour early to clean the car up, and I go down there, and the guy's like waiting by the car like an hour <laughs> early. And I'm like, well, you know, and I went and explained like, hey, I was going to clean this thing up before I gave it yeah. back, and he's like, I oh, don't worry about it. And then he like looked at the car, and I can tell he was kind of <laughs> horrified by the thing. <laughs> so he was on the Ford RF Focus RS launch like a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and he's like, "Hey man, aren't you the guy that like uh, took this car to all those races like two years ago?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "And we got back to the office, and like the car just you know all the stickers, and we were, like <laughs> you know like lived in, and, like you know we were kind of curious like what you had done with it. So much was like Googled it, and, like looked up the articles, and he's like, look like one hell of a good trip, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." No, they usually have a pretty good attitude. About Super that. good attitude. The stickers, yeah. I think they'd probably be annoyed. Having a bit, owned the that car, yeah. having owned that car for a year, I don't know how you guys slept in that thing for days on end. Well, when it's raining so hard, the Germans actually cancel the 24 hours of the Nürburgring. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't have a whole lot of options. You don't have a lot of options. And yeah. then we uh, there's this really uh, good, it's like Genevieve or something, um, but they take they take the stuff they make gin from. And then ferment it like whiskey. Mm-hmm. And it's just like awesome whiskey thing. So it's double gin. So you were trash. You just we bought a couple of bottles of those for the trip. And so we just got in the car and just opened one <laughs> and just kept passing it, telling stories until like you can't pass it anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then you're both like just dead asleep. And that's how you, that's how you <laughs> right? sleep like, in the VSST. Right. And you both just fall asleep, just absolutely hammered in your seat. Like so a, the, like the a secret is not person. sleeping, it's passing. It's called out. Russian camping. Yeah, no, Monaco is much nicer because the kids we met, I think, I don't know, I mean, you guys heard this stuff before. Monaco, we met, I posted my whole itinerary and said where I'd be and which restaurants and bars and parts of the track, and people showed up. And some of the guys we partied with at the 24 Hours of the Ring bought plane tickets, showed up in Monaco in a rental car, realized there was no place to stay, and solved my problem like four hours before me. And I started getting these text messages about this brand new parking garage a block from like uh, Raskas, like under the track, seven stories, just built, immaculate, epoxy floors, brand new public bathrooms. We parked in this parking garage. Yeah. And motion <clears throat> lights that turn off when you stop moving. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah. So like I'm like, all right, and he's like, oh, and it's like uh, 14 euros a day. So like, when, like the, and I googled the, the only rooms in Monaco. In Monaco, Nice had like something for like a couple grand, but Monaco's only like, room was like twelve thousand dollars a night. It was like the penthouse corner suite <laughs> at the Lowe's or Fairmont or whatever it's called these days. And uh, yeah, so and they also had power outlets at every stall. This is the electric car thing. So I got like my laptop charged <laughs> up. I'm charging all my cameras. Like we have music. We're cranking tunes. Like some guys brought soccer laptop balls. Laptop charges like you're, you're parked next to like a 959, you know, and there's like just Ferraris. We were like seven, down there st- we were seven stories down in this parking garage in a weird like uh, hallway of like uh, alley off the back of the garage, like a tunnel. And you well, those garages that, are weird. They're not like American parking garages. No, it was garages. built to the side of the mountain yeah. in the harbor. <laughs> yeah. So it goes straight down, and then on the bottom floor, there's a tunnel into another parking garage area, like the size of like maybe like three-quarters of a football field. And no one goes in there, and they blocked it off come the start of the race. So we were just locked in this like, tunnel, <laughs> right? With maybe like, I was listening to the race from seven stories below. Well, no, I mean, you could go up and down, but cars weren't coming oh, the into cars. Park. Yeah, yeah. So we had like a totally separate, weird little <laughs> party garage. We could play soccer and all day and crank what? tunes all night. You had the hobo chalet. Yeah, so like John and I went out, like <laughs> yeah. we got invited to the uh, Kingfisher, the Force India party on that huge, huge yacht thing. Oh, Nino's dad tried to get me on that last year. This is like Monaco Force Demolition Man. Did you? Castle's no, Dennis Leary. Yeah, you know, killing rats and playing soccer. <laughs> it's funny because you look a little bit like a redheaded fucking Leary, the, uh, and I'm uh, Doctor Cocteau at the Fairmont. <laughs> but the uh, the ticket for that was a scroll. Came in a big box. What? And then the t- the invite was a scroll that opened, <laughs> and then I had a card, a credit card that when they swiped had my name on it, and so it swiped and it had to, like match my ID as I went onto the boat. And, like, everyone was handing out these credit card things in advance. If you didn't have them, it was, like, a big problem. <laughs> I don't know. And then, so the best part, though, is, like, we're talking to, like, Hobbs and McNish and, like, all these, like, all, like um, uh, Sauber, like, all, you know, like, dude who runs yeah, Formula yeah. 1. Like, all this crazy stuff. And they're like, oh, so where are you staying at? <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, it's, like, this little, like, uh, American deal, like, up the... <laughs> Up the block, like I don't know, Fiesta, something or other, right? <laughs> like, like bright red, you can't miss it, right? And I'm just inside, just dying, you know, absolutely just dying. I'm like, I'm on the biggest, largest yacht in the harbor, like one of the hardest parties to get into in motorsport, and I'm sleeping in a Ford Fiesta in the parking garage. That's amazing, hey, man. Fiesta is hey. It's a good time though. But we get back to the garage, and all the kids would be like partying and like kicking <laughs> soccer balls. Was it around. like when they go downstairs in Titanic and there's the Irish jig? Like a I mean, effectively, you, you come can hear to a real music. party. Well, then you, you come down the elevator, and then you have to walk through the tunnel. So you hear the music and the loud and the partying and yeah. Back the, in steerage, they got great fucking well, people. Are. No, but these guys Torben and Jan, and I mean they're awesome. What they did is they bought like I don't know, like ten six pack or so and like little bags of ice for some of them and hid them all over the racetrack in bushes so like when i meet up with these guys like halfway through one of the practices and we're just walking back to the hotel i'm like god i can use a beer like half a block up they reach to the bush and it comes like an ice cold beer that's amazing right like, and i'm like no way and he's like yes we stashed six packs all over the place how did you find place to watch practice though like i tried to walk around the whole track to watch racing and they wouldn't let me in any of the areas maybe during practice it's different no, i tried to walk around during qualifying and they wouldn't let me yeah some sections you just can't get to right so you like couldn't get to anywhere harbor, where you could actually well the see whole the harbor track. swimming pool complex area yeah is totally grandstanded in 
Right. Right. Like you can't go anywhere near that area. They won't even let you cross the bridges to right. get to that side of the harbor. And they won't even let you anywhere near the front straight. Because it's part of the pits. Yeah, and all those all those areas are, are blocked off. You can't even get to the sidewalk there during qualifying or the race unless you have a ticket. They sell tickets to the sidewalk. Okay, well, okay, so I kind of... The only place I could watch it There's a couple the of things that I, that I sort of forgot about this whole thing, right? So Red Bull gave me badges. Oh, so you had a So pack. I had access to the whole marina Oh, area. well, that helps. And yeah. then I had, I had access to, to some of the stands mm. in the swimming pool complex. Mm-hmm. And then what the German guys did was they buy off eBay every year the previous year VIP passes because everyone sells their tickets. <laughs> and it turns out the people working the stands aren't really like Formula that One nuts. I know. I'm sorry to like let your secret out, guys. But oh, they've been doing no, this. Oh, that's ridiculous. They've been doing this for every race on the planet. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're like young college kids, and they go to like all the big races. Oh, and they go and they have like the sickest seats to Formula One. They, they, like, they've been in like the pit lane, I don't know how many times to Formula One. They bring like the pit badges from like 2015. I'm going to buy them like 20 bucks on like eBay. Wow. That and then, and then you, put them in your, you put them in the modern laminate. Yeah, and the new, the new laminate. No one looks at that shit twice. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, That's I'm snowboarding. Hilarious. And they hilarious. have like robots so we were, that read it. So we were walking all over the place between all of our credentials. Right. Dude, that's so legit. Yeah, it's hard I'm to even. totally doing that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to let the trick out, but, I mean, it does work. It's okay. The trick made it two years in the vault of Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's you know not bad, I mean? right? Those guys got <laughs> many more Grand Prix in between when then and now. How many know? F1 officials listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. That's that, awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Chris, pretty, is pretty, one of these? It, cool. is, yeah, it is pretty ridiculous when um, you think about it. We can move the you fridge know, like, to this side so Chris doesn't always have to pass beers to the true. corner of the room. There's an outlet right here. Yeah, I we think that's switch, probably a good move. We can switch this BF Goodrich tire with your uh, with the fridge. Because nine times out of ten, it's, it's you're the one that's asking. I know. And yeah, that's, I, that's why point. I'm identifying the problem at the source right now. <laughs> Kobe, there it was. Yeah. <laughs> There was. was so, nice. hey, so the Porsches. So what? What about the uh, the GT4? Oh yeah, kind of started on that and then trailed off. Oh man, those cars are great fun. Yeah, lots of fun. So I, was, fun. I priced one out. Yeah. Like, with everything that I would have wanted on it, it was like one twelve. Yeah, I've seen cars in the nineties. For a GT4. Yeah, wow. I, I've seen I, this one. Uh, this one had. I think the only option was like yellow seat belts and ceramics. So one of those you don't need. Yeah, yeah it didn't right. have a radio. No radio, no, no air it conditioning. It did have air conditioning. It did? It had air conditioning, yeah. Did they take it off? Or they're going to? The team's been gutting the race, air The race car had, had no air conditioning. The race car came with, with air, air conditioning, conditioning from the factory, right. and, and they took taken. it off. Huh. What we learned out there was that they decided to sell club sports when some cars were already, like, halfway down the fucking assembly line. And so the first, like, hundred club sports or something... All have air conditioning. Oh, because it was just like, yeah, those are club sports yeah. now. But like you would get it done. as an option, That's funny. but they but no one wants it. But also this, so CJ said his shop they have like five air conditioning sitting sitting there for a yeah. game. And if you, if someone yeah. wants air conditioning on a game, and wow. them up. Well, and so the funny thing is that that same day I talked to a friend of mine who tried to order a GT4, and the dealer messed up his build and deleted air conditioning. But it's his, like, daily driver. He needs to go to, like, work and meetings in it. 
you know, and he's wearing like nice clothes and not like show up soaked. Yeah. Right. Like so Bill just there. set him up, and now he's going to have air conditioning. Right. Shit. So like, go exactly. back because now there's no more allotments. Right. He missed that. It's either this car or he doesn't get one until hopefully they make another round of them. Yeah. They're almost certainly going to. I was reading up on it. Yeah. yeah, I think they will too. But you know, you know that goes, and you wait like a whole nother summer to get like yeah. the car you like were all yeah. for, and, like oh. reserve the cash for, and like thought you'd be driving to this track day and that track day, and it was like. I can get it, but I want to have air conditioning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm about to buy a $90,000 Porsche with no air conditioning. <laughs> no air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh right. And so I think he let it slip, you know, and he's like, you're like a week late. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me a week ago. Of course, I wouldn't have known a week ago, but it's just funny how that works. Oh, so I think he's missing No, they're going to set it up. He said he could get him an air conditioning. Yeah, but I think the dealer, I think he already told the dealer, like, too he late. He the car. He oh, he didn't want the car? Oh. He might have already So he, he was actually going back to the dealer to be like, hey, can I, uh, can I get it, actually? Right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't hear happen. back from him. Yeah. So I assume like it wasn't a good Who knows? A, a GT4 with no air conditioning might be like those Z28s with no air conditioning that are sitting around. And maybe they'll be worth money in 50 years, but they, they're not. No one wants them now. Yeah. You yeah. might get lucky. I mean, I'd take one in San Diego. Like, you barely need one. Yeah. The GT- you know? No, you want fucking air conditioning in San Diego. You do. My, my E30 M3 had no air conditioning. Yeah, but that's fine. an E30 M3, dude. I, th- we, even you, would overlook. So if you got into a brand new fucking Porsche, I know I'm not saying Porsche. If you get into a brand new fucking Porsche, <laughs> and it's $95,000, and it doesn't have air conditioning, you'd be like, what the fuck? I think I'd want more carbon. Like, I think if... If, you oh, know, if it was, yeah, if it was a super Legera. Yeah, like all yeah. the fenders and the hood was carbon. You know that version Windows coming, were Lexan and like, you know. That's called a club sport. That'd be cool. It's, it's Unfortunately like not road But legal. it's still steel body. Halfway between, cage. like a GT4 RS. Yeah, just totally nutso. A GT4 Bear RS carbon, would be, be badass. Sick. You know, and maybe give me like the GT3 motor in the back of it. They won't do it, but that's I know, great. but I mean, you know, I if know. it was a build like that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. forget the air conditioning. I'll take this thing as light as I can get it yeah. and go work people. Right. You know, like, well, yeah. Otherwise, you're like buying a unicorn and then putting but, a cork on the horn or something. Like, remember but, remember yeah. we went out and filmed like Batims and Sharky's cars and all that stuff, and, and they were fast as fuck all, and then they had air conditioning. had <laughs> 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 the air conditioning on the entire time we were shooting, and it right. was great. So why yeah. not? And well, it didn't make the car any slower. It no. really didn't. If it will aid in your enjoyment to have it, which if you're going to drive it a lot, it would. Yeah. Or if it, maybe, it'll, maybe it will be better for you to not have it and know that you gain five horsepower and save 20 pounds. Like, I, I do know that my Lotus had it, and I wish like they didn't do that. They just didn't give it to you. Because it was like every like 20, 30 seconds, like a little thing of cold air would come out. It's like it dropped an ice cube into <laughs> yeah. the tube and they just blew air across it. And like and every a Porsche so air conditioning got, works. And then you get angry. You know, and you're like, <laughs> like, if you knew you didn't have it, you'd just be like, yeah, dude, no air conditioning. Yeah, you don't want right? the attempt. Yeah, when I had sure. my Mini, John Cooper Works Mini, the supercharged one, like yeah. an 06, <laughs> I, it had air conditioning. The air conditioning... It made the car feel so slow. It was unbelievable. I dynoed the car, and it was a 32-horsepower loss with air conditioning. That's in a car that made 250 horsepower. 
That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Well, you know, if they just disabled, like, all the uh, emissions controls, <laughs> like GM did in, like, what was that, like, the 80s? Did they do that? Yeah, they had some deal where, like, if you're running in the summer with, like, air conditioning on them, like, got on the throttle, <laughs> but there like, wasn't enough power to, like, run everything. Well, they, they So they, like, it, like disabled, like, uh, whatever the hell it was. Smog pump. All of a sudden you have 400 yeah. horsepower. Well, and you just, yeah, just whatever, <laughs> do whatever it needed to and made it fast. The one that I remember being very distinct is that, like, uh, on the F-bodies when I lived in Florida, if you went full throttle, if you wanted full power, they cut the AC. Yeah, yeah they do I that remember in the, that. The Viper ACR. Yeah. In the Vipers, that'll if you go full throttle, it cuts the AC. I'm Viper. down with that. I like that. Dude, it was great until I had to film a segment with Brian Vickers. And, you know, he's a NASCAR. should be on a switch, He's right? a fucking NASCAR driver, man. And we had to go windows up for audio, and it was summer in Detroit. And he's lapping this thing at, you know, one and a half Gs, and right. here I am. Right. You should really disable him. And I'm, I was dying. Like, I thought I was going <clears throat> to pass out. <clears throat> and, and it's still the fans keep blowing. It yeah. just disconnects the AC clutch. So the AC's on full crank. Racing drivers don't they don't like modulate they're full no, throttle full and so it's just cranking hot air in yeah, the you're like in a convection of it I'm yeah. so yeah. angry dodge never thought anyone would go flat for that long no brian set a track record with me in the car and uh, <laughs> and I, I felt like i was gonna die <laughs> yeah the car's supposed to be crazy fast it's nuts like really 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 good like you know? i've never felt that type of aero effect really in anything it's fucking crazy. That's awesome. It's so crazy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we were at the Motown Mile and Brian set the track record in it with 250 extra pounds in the car and a broken <laughs> left foot. Oh, yeah. And he, and he had a broken left foot when he was, and he was driving sticks. Brian, That's like, Brian can wheel. Pros, I, I wish they made more of those, right? Because they're going to be like collector's cars. Like, yeah. You know, I wish they just made like thousands of them. You know, you know it's pretty I mean? good. Don't, you don't you know why they don't though. make thousands of them? Because nobody buys them. I know. You could call them. and order one, and yeah, it'll be delivered to your door in two bummer. months. But as far as like for like club racing and like rally and like all the fun stuff I like to do with cars, there's just certain models. Rally that I know. Viper, holy shit! Well, they're just going to be off limits. You yeah. know what I mean? Like taking an ACR of like Pikes Peaks, probably not going to happen because for why not? It's paved. Well, for a hundred grand, I could buy some other race car that would be even like faster and like tube frame, whatever. It would be cool. You know what I mean? But in a few years, you could probably buy an ACR you for can, 65. You, dude, you could buy a oh, last gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie, dude. Freddie bought yeah. his ACR last gen. The last gen ones though, aren't nearly as cool as the new ones. doesn't matter. It was the same price when it was new. Yeah, yeah. It's not he like bought it's that much <laughs> He bought it for 75 grand, drove it 10,000 miles controls. and sold it for 75 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, whenever anything gets replaced, the price drops a lot. Or something. Anything well, now, like things in, will get easier to drive, so the market will expand, and then the ACR will just keep dropping. Yeah, we're going to trade something like 911s, right? Super rare, hard to get, crazy priced until you get to like the 996. And they're just like stamping them out. Yeah. And they're like everywhere, and no one wants them, and they all yeah. have like 100,000 miles on them and need rebuilds, and they're like, you know. There's your rally but, car. But it also That's took. That's what I mean. But so I wish, I wish some of those cars were built more mass, like, you know. Oh there's yeah, tons of them. We just got. I mean, but it took 30 years before all the 911 started. This bubble started happening. You know, six years ago, you could have had almost any 911 from any year you wanted. Yeah, for like. And, and we're gonna hit the. the yeah. I think the bottom of the 996 <laughs> is coming any day now. I don't think that they're gonna bottom. I don't think they're gonna get a lot cheaper than they are now. Else and then expensive. people can go buy it. Oh, cheaper. Yeah, you can just keep going up. Uh, like I think they're. I think we're about ready to level out on the on the 996s. Yeah. 
and they can't get much up. cheaper. Right. I mean, yeah. a certain, they, if they're any yeah, cheaper, you'd, they'd be scr- you'd sell them for scrap. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the transmissions <laughs> and, the, uh, and the fenders yeah. are worth more than yeah. that. Dude, a 996 turbo. I mean, imagine what a ridiculous day. You're like, I could buy a new Sonata. Or right, I'll take 400 horsepower all-wheel drive, please. You got a really nice 996 turbo for 30 grand. Was it Patrick? I think texted me and said, "Talk me out of this uh, 180,000 mile 996 turbo for 20 grand." That's too many. And I was like, "That's a lot of miles on one." But I was like, "I don't know." Fuck it. I mean, that's a lot of miles on every part of that car. Yeah. You, need, you need Tim to go through every single thing. But You could also build a fresh motor and then have like an awesome car for which you'd pay for one that's probably almost as tired. That's uh, true. true. As yeah, long yeah, as, you yeah. know, you look like bushings and half shafts. All the, just so many things yeah, on that so car. Many things. <laughs> yeah, so many like, like your turbos. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like everything. You know, yeah. If it was like a Texas or a Florida car, I'd do it. You know, just that's true. Those highway miles are not that hard. Here, man. Damn. Yeah, those, those those miles are much smoother. If yeah. it's California car, it's g- 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 you know it's a lot of bumps, a lot of cracks, a lot of stuff like that, <laughs> and a lot of douchebags. That's true. Yeah, there's probably. <laughs> I like, mean, it's just. I mean, you got to figure like a nine 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 eleven turbo in L A. With two hundred something thousand yeah, miles on it, what does its fourth owner look right, like? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of late nineties pussy juice on that seat. Yeah, and you should probably take the seats out and make sure there's no more baggies. You should get, you should get them clean. You know, get one of those the, forensic like, the, exams, the, like they're showing on Top Gear. There's lots of fecal matter. Always. Ooh, I was everything. coming back from Orange County last weekend, and I'm in I'm in Hawthorne, and I'm behind this woman in a brand new nine nine one turbo. She's got the fake diamond license plate. Phone in one hand, dog in lap in the other, like driving with a cab. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I was gonna say driving with like an elbow, and I'm like, oh, this car's being wasted on this fucking person. It's problem with first dynamic chassis control. Any anyone who buys those is good for keeping Porsche making them. Yeah, I don't care if you're fucking old. Yeah, that's a good. I was just thinking the other day. I was like, it's hilarious that because I saw some really old lady driving a 911 up San Vicente, and I was like, it's it's crazy to me that that that. This grandmother is totally capable of driving this machine that, you know, is also capable of, like, going crazy, crazy fast. And yet, you don't see grandmothers, like, just sailing off of cliffs in these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy how, like, really Simple, toned down they are. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever yeah. gotten in a car, though, with somebody that had that car for years and had no idea what it could do and you drove it that day? Yeah, And they're like, fun. I had no yeah, fucking idea. A couple, a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, back to the GT4s. Which did All you right. like better? You said you like the street car better, right? I like the street car way better. I like the street car better, too. I mean, the race wow. car was fun. The paddle shift was awesome. Is yeah. that twin. It's not just like a regular sequential. Right? No, it's, it's PDK. Got, huh. Yeah, so it's got the whole next it's gear, a but it's really, like PDK like almost in like race trim. Yeah, it's a really aggressively <laughs> tuned PDK. Awesome. A factory aggressively tuned, which is yeah. great. Yeah, great. And then, so does it uh, slam like a single clutch? Or? It feels like a sequential yeah. unless you're... Just taking off from the, a stop, the, in, the, in which case yeah, it fine. feels just like normal PD. You can just put it in drive and right. fucking putter around, and it's normal. Well, and that's the weird thing about the car is the full, like, interiors in it. So it's got, like, the full dash with all the gauges and, like, the center console down to the regular shifter. So, like, you're in a race car with a full cage. Yeah, and a, and a PRND. Like, you know? little, little plastic <laughs> Porsche. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Knobby thing. Yeah. The mix of two worlds. Right. And the yeah. center dash is in there. And I, I want to say there was, like, even, like, heater controls maybe for the wheels. Yeah, there was climate because the car came with air conditioning. Right, exactly. There was climate controls. And, and then, there, like, a full dash, like, headlights where they're supposed to be. And the team added a race dash in front of the regular dash. So it looks like a lot of, like, your regular club racers where you've got, like, the full interior and there's, like, your race stuff, like, slammed in front of it. Yeah. But, but it you, came that way. Yeah. Which it's, is kind of weird. But, but it makes it like a lot more, f- it's not intimidating like at all. 
You know what well, I mean? Because you're in a familiar environment. Yeah, yeah you just get in it's, it's, it's awesome, right? You're getting a cage track day car that's super reliable. It's all Porsche, easy to drive, not insanely fast. Like, you're not going to like, warp speed through the kink and, like, you know. Did you time yourself the difference between the street car and the race car? No. Uh-uh. I was three and a half seconds faster in the race car. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, I, yeah, I hate driving other people's cars. Like, I couldn't do what you do. I'd be like a nervous wreck. Right? Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, I need so much of the... The problem is you just can't you can't drive. drive a 10 tenths, ever. And for a racing driver, that's fucking hard. Like, yeah, I don't have... I can't be a good racing driver because I have the mentality of, if I break this, I have to pay for it. Well, I've got a lot of that because most of the stuff I drive is that way. I built it. I know how weak it is. You know, like Right, I, but you can fix it. I yeah, cannot. That's, right, that's a good point. If I break it, it means a very big check that I probably can't afford. Right, which is what I was thinking with this. And the race car is actually the race car that was at Daytona and is going to Sebring. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the team's primary race car. Yeah. There's going to be no rebuilds. Like whatever damage we do to the chassis or engine, they just have to like repair and move mm-hmm. on and race with. Yeah. So it's like going through my head while I'm driving the thing around. Yep. And then uh, – <laughs> Like, I didn't think the rear – I don't know about – I drove the day before you did. I know the rear tires of mine weren't, like, super fresh. So, like, I'm like, you know, great. Right when I get hammered, I'm just – I don't know. I'm like, I just don't want to take a chance with it. You know, they gave me, like, a really nice car to drive. Yeah. I figured I should bring them back, like, a really nice car. The, no, the, 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 the rule is – and the reason I got to drive the race car this time is because last time I drove their Miata, and they were like – I didn't – it was raining, it was cold, and I was like – but I kept the fucking thing on the track right, exactly. somehow. And they were like, you didn't bend it, yeah. which means you get to do it again. Exactly. And next time we call you with a faster car. And then and I went and brought this one back in one piece. Right. Next time we do it again. You right. know what I mean? If yeah, you I don't fuck up, you get right. invited back. Yeah, I wasn't sent <laughs> out to see how fast yeah. I could drive it. I didn't either. They just happened to have the transponder on it. And sure. They, after I was done, they were like, do you want to know your lap times? I was like, mm-hmm. On the GT4, too? In both cars, yeah. Wow, okay. So I, didn't, I know I didn't have it in the GT4. In the GT4 and a 124.5 in the race car. Gotcha. Mark Miller, the pro, ran a 121.8. Yeah, you were really close to his in time. The, in the and you were pushing it, and he was going like deep. I was one, doing a review. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, you're like talking and like. No, he he was he showed me he was uh, he he braked a lot later than I did. Yeah, big fucking surprise. Yeah, <laughs> every time I've been in the car with a pro, I'm like, you can stop here. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's worth you know a lot so of that. Two, and a, two seconds, right, exactly. two and a half seconds. Yeah, I did play games though with the race cars brakes because they had a huge runoff at the end of thermal into one. Yeah, so I just kept seeing like how late I could go and how late I could go and how late I could go until like. There wasn't a chance in hell I was making the turn, and I had to like go into the. I need to, yeah, you did. Yeah, I went like ten feet into the oh, concrete okay. runoff, and there's like no curbing, and just brought it oh, back. Yeah. But I checked it out the time before. How? Where did you end up? Like where did? Where was? Well, peak? it's interesting like at, the, at when, the one. I think it's uh, something happens that when you start to break too late, you end up jump. No matter. I mean, unless you're like Senna, even if you're really conscious about squeezing the pedal. When you start to compress the time frame, your brain starts stabbing at the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of it. And then there's also something where there's just only so much time and you just get into it really hard, really fast. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't work the same. I think it might there's be the a metallic. sweet spot. Like, I mean. Yeah, there's like a sweet spot in the metallic pads or something where, like, you get into them and then you can go really deep once they start to set. Yeah. But, like, if I got into them really hard too fast, it wasn't like ABS, but it almost felt like they were, like, glazed. Whereas the ceramics were just, I could do whatever I wanted. Yes, yeah, I agree. The the and the same thing happens with 
most of the other professional grade race cars I drive, where it really feels like the bra- I'm like, what the fuck? Are these, these brakes like suck? Like you have to get them like real hot, well, and then true. you have to fucking hit them really hard, but not hard, but not fast. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, hard but sense. not fast. Hard That's but not right. fast. And, and you so can hit them harder than you think. Like you press it and like you got another like you can you press still it. You have to squeeze further. it. You yeah. can't punch it. And and so what I found is that like when I got within like a, a say a millisecond or whatever of that timing, it didn't result in being like a foot off. It resulted in being like fifteen feet off. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going that fast and then, right. you know, the little error is much right. bigger. Right. Like where I was consistent without the errors until I got to where I probably couldn't really pull it off. And then panicked. I'm sure. Like I'm sure we did all like a 240 frame slow mo camera. And, like, <laughs> you'd see me be like ah, right? and like go really. Like, you'd see like my speed into the pedal probably be like 50 percent faster than I realize yeah. it is. That's something um, I don't get to work on very often because it's usually only track stuff where you're you're doing that hard braking. Yeah, you yeah. got to like touch a little and then get into yeah. it. And that's a really hard skill for me to try to figure out. But the yeah. race car, yeah. you know, the with the race car, it's like. More pedal travel and, like, less forgiveness of the tires. Like, once you get past the end of it, like, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, be like, whoa, you know, right. and do a whole fucking dance and bring it back. In the, the regular road car, the brakes, like, is just less less pedal effort and more grabbiness right away. So you just get more confidence at the top of the pedal. Yeah. And then the tires, when they do break loose, they're, they're cut. They're cup twos. They just break loose more yeah. progressively and right. slowly. You just go oh, a little little drift. Just yeah, little. you could, yeah you just hold these little slippy drifts. Yeah, and you just feel the tire rotating. It feels great. Yeah, and very uh, predictable. So in the road car, how's the uh, how's the clutch and the shifter in the GT4? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as I, perfect as clutches and shifters come. And I like auto shift. You didn't like it that much, right? It's not that I don't like it. Like I get it, but I did three laps with it on, and then three laps with it off, and there was zero difference. Is that just uh, auto blipping, or yeah, well, yeah? Like you okay. put it into the next gear, and it matches it. Yeah, okay. I-, I loved it. I did every lap with it. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> I'm like this is the greatest thing. Everything's ever. fucking doing that now, though. The well, most most stick cars and the the upper end stick cars. I'd say have at least anything forty grand and up these days. But you know what? Yeah. If you can fucking drive like the clutch and the shifter are easy and there's no reason to no, use it. But I, you know where right. I would use it? If I was stuck in a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. Like I would use it for traffic jam or getting around the city but on a racetrack I'll, I can fucking I got a right foot I can use that fucking thing. Well and it's nice because it, if you're in traffic it's going to be nice to your car but yeah. you don't have to be 100% folk like yeah. on or shifting every single second. And so at, at uh, Thermal there's like a decreasing radius corner where you can kind of come in and like come in really fast and then drop a gear like partway through it and then get back on it. And so like with that auto shift I know that like I didn't try it without it but I just know that with me if I'm braking really hard and have to like match revs like I un- unset the car a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's never like perfect every single time. You know what I mean? Like unless the car's got massive tires and it's like just I'm over gripped. But uh, with the auto thing, I can just come in and just like man, just grab like yeah. second and just let the clutch out mid corner. <laughs> and and you're like, not gonna. Yeah, back in the day when it was like doing instructing with like BMW Car Club, some guys like an E46, you did that, you'd go right off the track so fast. Like the rear diff would lock up. It would just like lock up solid, right? And you'd just go like right off before you could even like say to the guy, like, don't let the clutch out. You'd just be off the track. And now it's like just full. I mean, it's, you know. It's like, like having a third foot. 
You know, it's yeah. like having another another foot to rev it while you keep on the brake. Like, and it was so easy to drive. Like, now it's having the tires and the auto shift and the brakes having, like, this big, deep pedal with, like, different modulations to it that was really easy. I think you could take somebody who's, like, never been on a track, yeah. never gone fast, put them in this car and, like, punish some kids that have been, like, doing time attacks and, like, <laughs> you know, just should it be, like... It does make it pretty fucking easy. Yeah, it's, it's like Gran Turismo, dude. You just but break the- <laughs> down, turn, get on the gas, whatever you downshift, it's just there, no big deal. It's like having, you know. The, my only criticism of the car, really, is that I thought it was, I mean, look, I, I obviously could go faster in the car. I'm not Ayrton's fucking Senna. I'm just a guy. But I felt like, to me, I did one session in the car, and I, it felt like I, fa- I easily found where the limit was in one session. And I and I could drive at that level, yeah. You know, and improve incrementally over time. Totally, lessons, totally like, agree. That you know what I mean. Like yeah, there, there was nothing left for me to like aspire to. Like I got in one session, I felt like like that is as fast as I can go in this car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah, and, whereas a Z06, the whole time you're like <laughs> <laughs> sweating. You know the AC, the ACR. You know, you need fucking balls of steel to go fast in that thing, and and yeah, that is true. Well, we're talking yeah. a horsepower difference of three hundred. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but it's it's so you, so if you're good, you can get to the limit of where that thing is, and it's fun. It's really mm-hmm. fun, and on a road, it's probably brutally fast on a fucking canyon. But on a track, right? Yeah. Brutally it's like how much fast on a canyon. Yeah, you probably just punish people. Yeah. you'd fucking. Yeah, you, you'd have a real hard time. Just the balance is so good. People on your tail, really. Yeah, in a canyon, it'd be one of my first choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing I liked about it is I'm, you know, like no matter what you've driven or raced, like whether people admit it or not, I'm still really nervous showing up at a track I've never been to and a car I've never been in. And oh yeah, especially streets because you can get so lost if no one tells you. Well, where that to was go. worse the second day, but even just the first day at Thermal, like I was there and they were mm. building it, so mm-hmm. I kind of knew there were a bunch of like hairpinny things, but I didn't really know where it went. And they give you the keys to a GT4. I mean, they were really cool. Like Mark took me out for some reconnaissance laps. I mean, they did it all proper. But until you drive a track, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, having never driven a track, you just get in that thing and just hammer. You yeah, know, it was just it's like you're having fun and like and like if corners. you can see yeah. the corner, you can drive it at yeah, the limit. It was like just, you know yeah. what I mean. It's, it, it's car was good. Yeah, huh? but, very easy to drive fast. But streets, I jumped. I'd never been to either. <laughs> I jumped in the mono. And I jumped in a mono, and you're like <laughs> you're like lying down, <laughs> right? And you're a foot off the ground, so you have no perspective. Like, think about a video game when you're in, like, in-car and you can only see, like, a millisecond of yeah. the horizon. Yeah. But if you go up high into, like, the kite mode where you're, like, up flying behind the car, you can see all the way down. The mono is, like, on the front bumper. Like, it's just happening. You know? And yeah. And you not know streets, where he's got elevation and a lot of configuration. And no cones yeah. to I watched this video. It was funny. He got so lost. Well, I showed, him my, I showed him my first lap. Because I've got around quarters. There's, like, an intersection with, like... <laughs> Three tracks to the right, two to the left, and a faint vagueness of concrete going forward. Yeah. You know, and you're doing like seventy or eighty or ninety in the mono. I mean, it doesn't feel fast, but then you like look down and the speedos at like eighty six, and you're like, oh, I'm just take like thirty miles off, and you just touch the pedal, and you're like, eh, I guess I'm probably gonna be okay. Whatever happens, like you could probably just stop it by the like if someone just stopped the track and be like, All right, I'm out. It's like, you're just, you know, it's like you're driving the roadrunner. You just stop. It was really cone. good. Are those things for sale in the U.S. now? Yeah, you can get them. Yep, yeah, they are. 275 Gs. That's a lot of money. And they just came yeah. out with a wider chassis. Yes. I guess for they're fatter gentlemen in America. They uh, will not change the size of the car. 
I think the one I don't know which one CJ had, but it was ridiculous. He did not have the Fat Man chassis because oh, he's a svelte athlete. Individual. I, I, I thought they just swapped them all, but I, I could have slept no, no, no. in that cockpit. Well, you know, yeah, was, you're you're skinny. Well, then it was just the recline and like players <laughs> set up in it, and it's like really cushy, like full race I mean, car. Seriously, I was like, dude, you how was the room for your arms? Like, was there room under the body tons. work for your arms? Oh, there is. Yeah, the seat sides are really low. Like I oh. never. Every Formula car I've been in, I bang my elbows on. Yeah, stuff. me too. I hate fucking Formula cars. But the BAC Mono, I was in the cockpit, super chill. I was none of my. It's just such a See, cool car. Good. I remember when. Well, the steering wheel moves. I remember when those like, were being previewed. It looked like. You remember when we'd be watching movies in like the '90s, and they'd have like the vision of the future, like once again back to like some of the old Sylvester movies yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that car looks that way. Yeah, it's just so fucking cool. Yeah, it's cool. They're dope. Yeah, it's got like, a little computer, and you have to like power it up and like select yeah. modes, and then like. A push button to engage neutral, and then it's, it's like it's, it's a really cool. complicated thing for a road car. They yeah. probably could have simplified that process a little bit. Yeah, I think they made it complicated for theater. I don't think they have a for choice. For the price, it's, you I, have to, yeah. Well, it's a no, Formula no. 3000 gearbox, and it might be an F3000 engine, maybe. Like, they might have just borrowed all the electronics. No, I think the engine's a Volkswagen engine. Is it with a gearbox? No, that's, all... the K- that's the KTM crossbow. I think it's a Renault Sport. That's, I think, right, actually. It's a Renault Sport engine. The I... same engine as that um, Praga thing but that I drove. Th- I think it's a, I, you know, Wait. like, I think all the engine management's all, like, race engine management. Yeah, probably. Right? So, like, they don't have, like, a consumer-friendly version. <laughs> Like, you get a race car. I mean, it's pretty – the screen lights up. There's a big push button just like any Apple. Like, you hold the button down, thing powers up. And, like, little, you see the computer going through all of its stuff, like Star Trek. Like it's lighting Is up the screen systems. itself an Apple screen? It's nice, it looks like a little iPhone. It's an know. iPhone? No, it's not, but it's oh, nice. Okay. You know, yeah. It's like a nice L- LED. Yeah, yeah, and it's and on the wheel, right? On the wheel. wheel comes on and off for you to get in and out. It's all, like, plush, stitched leather. So it's, it's a track toy, but it looks like a well-finished track toy. Is well, CJ drove it from Streets of Willow back to his house in Orange. Okay. So, like, in traffic, like, 5 o'clock oh, on, like, rad. a Friday. As long as everyone behind you yeah. see you. It's got a 2.3-liter Cosworth engine. Oh, Cosworth. Okay. That's not, it doesn't say it's an F3 engine. But I know the gearbox is, as, uh, yes, it shifts correct. like it. And it's, <laughs> so, then his, I guess, I think his was 250, and the dealer, I think, is, uh, like, up in San Francisco area or something like that. CJ just got his, and then he's got, like, 50 grand in options on it or something. And it's like tough to talk about people's cars, especially like celebrities where they paid for them. But it's all like he invited talking about sports cars. Look, he invited the media different. out. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah, it's different. You're talking about sports cars, race cars, track cars. There's just a yeah. cost to it. And yeah. That. But uh, he said the funny thing is he really wanted all the carbon. So he got like all the awesome carbon fenders. The thing looks super cool. It does but he's look cool. spending so much time at the track with it that the <laughs> rocks coming off got... the slicks are going to just chew the carbon up. Oh, my God. So now he's got to, like, protect the carbon. Wrap the carbon. So now he's got to, like, wrap <laughs> the carbon. So he's like, did I just spend all this money to, like, wrap carbon? Should I have just destroyed the regular stuff? He's like, it's lighter. It's cooler. But now it's covered. You're going to put a wrap on it. <laughs> right? It's like, we were just having a good laugh. That's he was joking. Funny. He was totally joking around. Oh, but he's right. He was great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really fun. cool. He was good fun, that I mean, guy. Right. He barely knows me. Is it break time? Yeah. Let's begin to his race car. I mean, you at least do this, like, all the time, right? You know? Yeah. And, and so, I, you know. Well, I had the precedence of not crashing one race car. That's true. That was it. That was really all. I can't say that. And, uh, <laughs> but, um... But they're all my cars, and I was yeah. intentionally pushing the limits. And I there you go. Yeah, that so, counts, too. Yeah. But, like, um... 
whatever you call it. You know, they show up and he's got a brand new mono. He just took delivery of it yesterday. Yeah, the 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 GT4 had 700 miles on it. Right. Wow. People in the comments were just like bitching about the fucking break-in period. I'm like, listen, CJ doesn't give a fuck. Race this, team. He doesn't care. And they don't understand and, breaking periods. You beat on cars for the break-in period. Well, and uh, no, a, the Porsche yeah. recommended break-in period is like 1,500 miles. The, whatever it? the period is, he did not respect the... A factory recommended that I that is true. I, I want to know that, what what really cares. happens during. People say they go the ring seat on the pistons and come on, really? He's going to sell this car before no, no, the warranty right. runs out. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this will not be his problem. Well, we can get into that. Uh, we got to go take a break, and we can get into that after we do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just I Go to your homework. I just want to know why there's like a break-in period, and they give you like a brand new car, and you have to like sit there and like drive. I it, don't know. Like, drive it so slow for the first part of its life. Really? I don't know. I think they should engine dyno them. Why don't they just solve yeah, that problem? They do it with the rock. Viper. The just, Viper engine spends 45 minutes on a dyno. Yeah, here you go, yeah. man. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, that's what Porsche does with their press cars, which I love. I mean, can you imagine if someone gave you an iPhone and was like, "Okay, now don't take any calls for the first day." Like no phone calls for one day, you'll be just fine. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be back. Do you get hungry during the day? I get hungry during the day. Zach gets really hungry during the day. I rarely have time to leave for lunch. I can't even, like, in L.A., I can't even, like, make myself get in my car and go. I'm like, oh, parking? Like, ugh. You know what I do? I munch on these nuts. I got these nuts all over these office. <laughs> and you know where I get these nuts? Nuts.com. They got the best tasting nuts on the planet. Nuts.com is a simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and so many other tasty treats from around the world delivered straight to your door. Right now, our listeners, new customers, can get four free samples from over 50 options. That's a $15 value when you go to Nuts.com. Click on the mic and enter my code TIRE. Since 1929, this family-owned business has prided themselves in delivering the best nuts and dried fruit you'll find anywhere. Only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And Nuts.com is more than just nuts. Choose from over 3,000 healthy snacks that cater to any diet, uh, any diet restriction, including dried fruits, sweet treats, cooking and baked goods, sugar-free, paleo-friendly snacks, organic, gluten-free. Man, they must have a big L.A. market with all of those. Lots of coffees and teas. We need. I need some new coffee. I'm going to hit up Nuts.com. i got to order some. they got 170 flavors of coffee. Right now, our listeners get four free samples if you're a new customer. That's a $15 value when you go to Nuts.com and enter our code TIRE. That's Nuts.com. And enter the code TIRE for four free samples with your order. Full details at nuts.com. Get on these nuts. Those aren't the sweaty nuts, right? They're just these nuts. These nuts. And, uh, of course, Forza Motorsport, the official racing franchise of the Smoke Tire Podcast, makers of the best racing games out today from the circuit-based racer Forza Motorsport 6, which I played for about two straight hours before this show, to the open-world freedom of Forza Horizon 2. Forza has something for any true car fan. Uh, today I spent about two hours finishing the Japanese touring sedans. Oh, that's uh, a good class. I, I, yeah, I went and made it through that one. What'd you Excellent drive? class. I drove a Subaru WRX 22B, and I, I moved from advanced to expert level, and I, for the first time, didn't get a bunch of first places. It was made it harder. They have a level called unbeatable, which I haven't I haven't actually tried unbeatable level yet, but I want to try it. I'm guessing it might be <clears throat> difficult. 
It's probably very, very hard. Uh, Forza Motorsports 6 is the latest game that just came. Caswell. Forza Motorsports 6 <laughs> has new content every month with some great car packs. Cars like the Lycan Hypersport, the Koenigsegg 1 to 1, and vintage historic Ferraris like the 250 LM. Collect and race over 450 Forza Vista cars. And. Uh, Forza Motorsports 6 is available exclusively for Xbox One and online retailers, electronic stores nationwide. Uh, what else do we have? Dylan Optics is the official eyewear of the Smoking Tire. Go to thesmokingtire.com, click on that Dylan banner. If you buy a pair of those cool sunglasses that you've seen me wearing for like six years, uh, I'll send you a free T-shirt as a thank you from us. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, YouTube slash The Smoking Tire. New one-take car reviews every Monday through Thursday. Uh oh, and I got to plug. Um, oh boy, I got to plug these guys. Um, this I need to remember the name. Uh, what is uh, that? It's called. Wait, that's awesome. That is a topographical Nurburgring map that was 3D printed, and uh, and they also sent uh, some keychains. The company be- is called Shapeways. And it's like an Etsy oh, they kind of for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for 3D printed shit. So they made us some smoking tire keychains out of uh, 3D printed steel with different finishes. And they sent us that three-dimensional Nürburgring topographical map, which is really cool. Awesome. So thank you guys for sending yeah, me Yeah, i got to get back these to These are awesome. I think I want to sell these keychains. Um, uh, there should be a restriction on these, though. No, um, what are they, cobalts? No, yeah. Well, I've fi- I've reviewed a cobalt in Texas. Did I show you this video? Yeah, you showed me the video. I did. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I reviewed a cobalt in Texas. Unbelievable how easy it is to turn the ignition off in that car. I yeah. demonstrated on video. This is heavy enough to do it. No cobalts allowed for these keychains. They're um, legit though. They're not like some up. cheap it, little. Uh, they're like a solid chunk of steel. metal. Yeah. Well, that that's the bigger the, one here. Feel this one. The this etching. One is more realistic. Oh, this is cool. That one's more keychain. I believe type. the deal is like you do your design, you send it off to Shapeway. They they. They print it and send it, send it back. It yeah. yeah. And, what uh, is this? It's, I mean, this is like pretty. The, the it's, it's not stamped like steel. It's stamped steel. Oh no, not stamped. It's three D printed. It is three D printed steel. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And the, then that the one's finished in gray. Deep. This it's is not finished like in bronze. I and mean, the name's like you know. I two, may two I, mil deep or something. I kind of like. I want to see if they can make one where the logo goes all the way through, mm-hmm. where it's a hollow logo. And that may or may not work, but we'll try. Um, but these are really cool. If you if you're interested in a smoke entire keychain, it looks like our logo, like our shifter ball logo, but on like a coin, like a half dollar size piece of steel. If you're interested, hit us up on Twitter, and uh, maybe I'll get an order going if people want to buy. We'll them. do it. We'll do an order of coins and then commemorative plates and stamps. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a little infomercial for yeah. them. Why don't you do like a series of uh, quotes, like put Matt inspirational Farah. quotes, yeah, or famous quotes? Really, PDK, don't be a hero. PDK, or, uh, don't be a hero. People you've done tuned <laughs> for with. men who want hand jobs. There you go. Right. So you release like you know a the handful Jaguar. of that on it, and then like every like a fortune cookie. Every time you. Print them, print something different out. Adam Kroll is XJs for sale. You see that? Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just drove an XJ Vandenpla long wheelbase that had a Ligenfelter LS oh, swap with a six speed gated manual transmission. It was the tits. Yeah. It was the tits. Lastly, of course, the Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone, a laptop, and an internet connection. And uh, yeah. And just do it. We do it. That's where you get our podcast. If you don't like to use iTunes, shoutengine.com slash the smoking tire. 
Anyway, yeah, so I drove this Jag, and it was built to a very, I'll show you the picture, built to a very high standard. Uh, like a, It wasn't like a like a project car. Like It was like a finished car. Um, like a new XJ or an old? No, it was like a, I don't know, a 99 or something. Okay. But, I mean, look at this and tell me that's not fucking awesome. Ooh. It's on 1552 Tarmacs. It has clear mud flaps. He shaved the door handles and did like Aston Martin style. Good levers, color. white letters on the tires. Yeah, and then it's like a it's like a brown. It's an Audi R8 brown, and it's like a goldish brown. And then the interior, he has like S4 seats in the front, and then he completely retrimmed the entire tier interior with leather and suede. It's really nice. And then it's a gated manual sh- transmission. The gauge cluster was taken out, and there's a race pack dash, but like flush mounted in the wood bezel. It's really dope. That's good. He, so he fixed he, everything that could be broken on that car. It was with GM and race pack. It was cool, cool. as fuck, and it, it was. He did like everything. Like he made like. Let me zoom in on this for you. And this, I know it's a radio show, but he made these badges. Uh, you can't really see it in these pictures. Like he made these badges and then put them on the car and then clear coated over them so they look like they're in the finish. Yeah, like cool. yeah, they're really, really nicely done. It's really really neat. I had a that's really cool. good time driving that thing. Drove, I've driven some neat shit. Oh yeah, I went to um, Dream Racing in Vegas. Oh, yeah. uh, I went out there and uh, they they're at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They don't like it's not like exotics racing like they use the, the actual track they use the infield road course or whatever. Um, I drove the four eight eight on the track. I drove the Aventador SV on the track, and I cool. drove the uh, Huracan Super Trofeo. Really, the race really? car. The Ooh. race car was the shit. I was shit. gonna say the Huracan sounds the fun. The fucking race car was awesome. It was so fast. It was great. And uh, really easy to drive, you know, like the like the Porsche. Really yeah, easy really to drive. Easy to drive. Tons yeah, of it did have a clutch pedal, which you used to get had a proper sequential. So you need to use a clutch pedal to get off the line. Sure. After that, no clutch. But yeah. It sounded amazing. How did it compare yeah. speed wise to the VF Huracan? Uh, you know, slicks. You know that so, kind right. of stuff. Cornering speeds way higher. The, the VF car was faster in a straight line. For More sure, grip, man. less velocity. But f- yeah. but fast. I mean, really, really fast. It was. I, I think I was. I think I was seven or eight seconds, seven seconds a lap faster on the, their track than I was in the Aventador SV. I mean, really, Whoa, like, wow. significantly faster. Yeah, slicks. Yeah. It Down was quite a bit of fire. And that's, yeah. I mean, Stiff what's the, not being pretty good power difference from, like, the Aventador? Too. Over 100. Yeah. Um, and there 700 horsepower. And what was, so, was that car still in stock engine form? So it was, like, 580. The Super Trofeo? Yeah. I think it's 600 horsepower. Oh, okay. Huracan, yeah. Yeah, but it's probably so light. Dude. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Dream Racing is apparently the only place where you can drive this car. It was the only place that has Super Trofeo. And they also have a Gallardo Super Trofeo, a 458 GT, Ooh. and, like, 430 Challenges. And sh- they got some Ooh. neat yeah. stuff there to drive. Like, no joke. Wow. They got some neat. Don't they have, like, six Challenge cars? Yeah, they got a bunch of Challenge that? cars. They got a bunch of, of Gallardo Super Trofeos. Yeah. You can drive them. You, you but they, go- they have a program where, like, you and all your friends can come, like, Drive a like race experience or something. Yeah, I don't think you can wheel to wheel them, but but you definitely can show up and like I think the I think it was four fifty nine for five laps in the four eight eight, and maybe like twelve hundred bucks or something for five laps in the Super Trofeo. You think about like 
insurance, brakes, tires, track time. Well, you can't even get in. Unless you've got a friend, you can't even get in a Super Trofeo unless you enter the series. Well, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a good point. They it was really cool. Their instructor, um, Alessandro, was very nice. Italian guy, races GT3 and, and super cool. I had I did have to drive with an instructor. It's like mm-hmm. part of their insurance. But he was chill as fuck. I turned off traction control. Uh, they didn't want me drifting, which I – all right, I get that. You don't yeah. – but I, that was, that was, he was like, look, we'll let you, we will let you turn off trash control, but you can't turn this into a, the drift show because we just don't want our customers to expect that that's what they can do. Very good point. And so, fair enough. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, the Aventador SV, a lot better than the Aventador. Yeah. It turns. <laughs> it goes around corners. Like, uh, great. What about uh, mid-corner throttle input, all that stuff? And it still pushes. Still there still, you still have to drive it like a front-wheel drive car. But okay. if you go into that knowing that, it's fucking fast. Hmm. And you, it has a great, great new – the new shocks are great. It feels lighter on its feet. Oh, that's nice. With a helmet, though, oof, bad news. Cramped. Just – I mean, it was it – was, I almost felt like I was going to puke. Like, I was so cramped, and I couldn't see, and – it was the first car in the morning, and I didn't know the track, and it's so fast that I just like <laughs> it was a great combination. It was just I just it, right. I, it made me feel like shit. And like, it just made tilted. me feel kind of ill. And was your so, head tilted while yeah. driving? Oh, so yeah. your equilibrium didn't know what you're doing. It was doing. brutal. It was really bad, and I just it didn't. It was an awesome car, but if you're over six feet tall, just like forget it with a helmet. No fucking way. You just can't do it. But mm-hmm. I, well, the car was better for sure. It was cool. But the race car, <laughs> yeah. Now what? Oh. The race car, what? The seat was just mounted really low, so you're. They had an they had an adjustable seat in it. I mean, they expect that different sized people will drive it, so it had a reasonably sized seat that was on rails. And like, there's somewhere within the cage where for your head to go. Gotcha. Like there's like you know yeah, there's a cross yeah, yeah. brace, and your head can go up. So you can see, you can well, see that. And a I think I up. think those cars have just a little more room in them inherently, anyway. Well, yeah, if you take a Huracan and then yeah. you take out all the roof, the liner and stuff, and you're just left with a piece of tin and the yeah, crossbar, there. there's some, there's more. It's, you no, know, but I mean, versus the, versus the uh, Aventador, I think the, the Huracan's got a little more space to work with. It does. St- it just to start sure with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, does, right. Sure. Exactly. Good point. That's um, well, the one that they sell a lot of versus right. the one they sell few of. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the, they were very professional. The setup was great. They had free snacks and water and shit. And it was, it was a really, really nice spot. So if you want to go drive race cars or exotics um, in Vegas, well worth the money, in my opinion. Check out Dream Racing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Rather than blowing money at a blackjack table for an afternoon, go do that. Holy. Yeah, how far? It's what, like 10, 15 10, minutes 10, 15 minutes. The and they have like a shuttle. They, they'll pick you up at whatever hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It Pretty was cool. Great. I was blow a really, really nice group of people. The cars were basically brand new. Yeah. All the cars. I mean, the the 430s aren't clearly. Yeah. But the rest of the cars seemed in fucking tip top shape. And the track's fun. Yeah. You fun. Know, it's, not, it's not like you're in a parking lot around cones. No, no, it's a real track. That's what I mean. It's a real track. No, for sure. just to be clear, some of the it's tricky. Actually, yeah. the track. Right. It's one of those tracks where if you look at a map of it, it's not complicated at all. There's no, but like it doubles corners, back on itself. But it's and... just the, the some of the corners, like the exits, are a little tricky, and the apexes aren't quite where you think they might be. Like, I would recommend going a couple sessions if you're going to go. If you're going to haul out there, do more than one session. You're like, hey, can I take a Miata out for like ten tests? I asked if <laughs> I could run this. I had put I had put new tires on the CTSV. Yeah, I like, went to Willow, dropped off the car to get the tire, put the tires on, went and then drove to Vegas. And I was like, can I run the CTSV? Because I was I just saw a whole new pair of tires in this like yeah. big place, and I was like, oh my god, can I go out? And and they're also like, like no. buy tires in Vegas. They wouldn't let me go out. Well, you're also like, let me get really used to the track. Yeah, and then give me the weapon. Exactly. Yeah, right. I can give you five laps. Yeah, 
You, you know, know what? And I sort of fucked up at Willow Springs with the CTSV. I, rec- I did my video first. And then I did like four more sessions after the video. Right. And on the last two is when I'm doing these huge drifts through the bowl. And in the one that's on video, like I can't quite nail that one. And I'm just like, oh, I did it later. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but you know what? There was something that was very genuine. Because I watched the video. It was very genuine of you trying it, getting excited. Like, yeah, yeah. kind of getting it. You know, it would be yeah, kind of yeah. fun for people to watch. It's, that. It, it, it does external be shots. It can be though. real. There's external shots of those final laps. Yeah, yeah. Like you come into work. that skid pad thing. It's just <laughs> like, like <laughs> hello, like car enters facing you. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite, you know, it's like, pretty aggressive. The only video that Glucker really shot of me of at Drift School was figure eights. And so yeah. I'm showing, like, my family. I'm like, later we did other stuff. <laughs> 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 you, you didn't see it, but we're coming in third with That's the e-brake. So you paid how much funny. to do this? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like yeah. a well, circle. At least you had fast laps, right? Like, I get, like, yes. all of a sudden, you know, it's like okay, you can drive the mono, and I'm like, oh, and I've got all my stuff ready to go, but CJ's standing there, and I'm yeah. not gonna take like the three minutes to like GoPro up his like brand new car. He's like, I think you should have. Isn't that what you were there for? Well, you know, he's he's <laughs> looking at me like sizing me up whether to let me drive his like three hundred and something thousand dollar oh, yeah. car, right? Yeah, and he's like, kind of like, I don't, know, you know, I don't know if I should like. I could tell it, you know. So I'm like, the hell with this. I'm just running the one helmet cam. And so, you know, the real issue is, like, my laps weren't, like, fast. Like, I did, like, a couple, two, three laps of the thing. Yeah. Didn't know Willow. Didn't know anything. Like, yeah. enough to experience the car. I know it's going on, but I don't have anything, like, amazing. Yeah, enough that you could, you could write really a little brutal, piece though. about it. But if yeah, you're yeah. expected to make the video of the product, yeah, there's no, you got to fucking go out there and get immediately and get after and be good. Yeah. Be prepared to buy a new set of rear tires. Yeah. Right, exactly. I did, yeah. <laughs> or, no, that's what I mean. It's just not, I mean, not necessarily that, but, you know, with, with the Cayman, just like you, you know, I got in that GT4, I drove it 100 feet, and then went essentially as fast as I could go in it immediately. The GT4, that's kind of what you have to. Yeah, because I'm a lot more forgiving. And, so and they weren't know. racing at Sebring in a month. <laughs> yeah. After no, the know, Lamborghinis, how was the Ferrari? Four and eight's the best. Yeah, really? I mean, yeah, it's underpriced at two hundred and fifty grand. It could be if it was a hundred grand more, it would still be worth. Do it. Do you think that's them starting to feel a little like we need to? poke along with McLaren now or no no I don't think it's I think it's I think they need to they don't want to make a fucking Signet you know and they don't want to make a hybrid sedan they don't want to make some bullshit with a V6 in it so what do they do they stick turbos on their cars and when you run them at 5% throttle like they do in emissions testing they get great gas mileage they don't waste shit and they get really good gas mileage, and that's how they get around it. Oh, by the way, you get a bonus 160 horsepower. Yeah. Like 160 mm-hmm. in a car that weighs maybe 30, 40 I was, pounds more than it did before. I was not sad Wait, I'm when confused. I drove the California. What are we talking Ferrari about? Ferrari 488 GTB. Oh, I mean by going to the turbos. By going to the turbos. I understood. I missed yeah. that. The, slight, the slight loss of revs at the top, the slight yeah. loss of sound. A hundred still sounds horses. good still sounds and great. so fast. The yeah. California was just like you, sits back, you're shoved back. The sound is like it's like eighty seven percent Ferrari noise. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Plus, fifty. 
Yeah, plus that, and then plus oh, I'm going. I mean, yeah. Yeah, does it does it drive like a turbo car? Like you know, you get like no, a really it drives exactly out. like a four five eight. It's just way faster. So it keeps winding. You keep yeah. getting more power as you rev. Because like you've driven Ferraris before, right? Yeah. If you're driving a Ferrari, you're almost never below three thousand RPM. Right. The, right. the engines just are like does, that. Yeah. You right. know, if you drive a four five eight around, you know, <laughs> to really to get anywhere, you're at three thousand to five thousand. Yeah, it's like, like a sport bike. Like it's the an, RPMs yeah. don't even start to exactly. Like 4, exactly. And so it's perfect. It's a perfect situation to employ turbos because they're just spooled up. They're always spooled up. Right. And the engine revs up so fast that they can spool up so fast. So you still get some like, you still get that. Like a surge. But it never, if you're if you're on it through multiple gears, it, it never drops out of boost. Right. There's never, you're never like short shifting it. No. You're never like going back for like no. the low torque. No, it revs to 8200 instead of 8900. It keeps revving. It's so fast. That's cool. It's like it's they so, so like supplemented the Ferrari engine with, yeah. with uh, a turbo. Yeah. Like a mild turbo. Yeah. yeah it's cool. not even running all that much boost. That's I, I think mean. it's running 10 pounds of boost. Maybe. Yeah, on like a high compression motor yeah. already. So it just and have you heard ones with aftermarket exhausts on them? Holy fuck. You know, anyone complains about the car's not loud enough, just buy a Capristo or whatever exhaust it is. <laughs> it shoots fire like this, True. and it's fucking loud. At that price point, you can fix any problem you have. Of course. With, yeah. Especially if the only problem is, oh, it's too quiet. Yeah. You ever heard of an aftermarket exhaust? They have these things. Go get one. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Electric cutouts. Greatest invention. Cutouts. Puts a guitar. Like, you can, you can solve all your problems with, with, at that price point. I think electric you know, you cutouts the money. just universally What do you not like about it? Well, so, but the 488, though, like, I'm six foot three, comfortable with a helmet on. Legitimately comfortable. Wow. Yeah, like, that's cool. shoulder room, comfortable. Like, leg room, comfortable. Like, seats are perfect. Yeah. Steering rack. Like, the best steering rack you could possibly buy. Even better than the GT4. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Even better. When we had the, 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 the 599 for Gotham, the yeah. adjustability of that seat has a huge range. You could be and six foot this, ten like, yeah. and fit in a 599. And, this, and the steering yeah. wheel adjusts, too. So, like, that's because their market's yeah. really wide and they cater to that. It's not Ferraris like, here's are what you get. great for big people in general. They're just really, really comfortable if you're tall. Or, or fat. And they fit actually. small people, too. They like, fit, they fit yeah. everybody. I mean, yeah. They do fit a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people that drive Ferraris. Yeah. But that... As, like, regular cars. Like, don't the Kardashians, don't they have, like, Ferraris? They all have fucking Ferraris. Yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. They all drive them around. Like, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. You know. They're easy to drive now. And guess what? They work, too. They're not, like... They don't break down all the time anymore. The no. The 458s yeah. and the yeah, Californians, they, they don't... They work all the time. Right. It's and unbelievable. They got, and they need a car they can fit their butt into. They don't need gearbox services, big, really. Even the 430 took a ton of abuse for years. They're, they do. Like, little things would kind of go wrong, but engine-wise, I was amazed. Yeah. If you had your own 430 and maintained it according to schedule, it probably wouldn't break very often. Yeah. But well, the 360s, the, I thought those were kind of like the... They're okay. Turning point. They were the turning point. The 430 is better than the 360. Yeah, sure. The 458 is better than that. I mean, you see see more six-figure mileage 458s than you've ever seen before (laughs) that. Right, exactly. I don't see a bunch of them. (laughs) The interesting thing is I don't think there's a coincidence there. That's exactly when they started to get some competition again. Uh, yeah, it could be when Fiat took over and said, listen, you better start making cars that people can drive every day. Um, well, that argument goes out the window. The shit that they build with Chrysler, fuck it. The, the dual clutch gearbox has a lot to do with it. Those the first those F one yeah. pumps had a had a lot of issues. Yeah, the F one gearbox. All manufacturers yeah. and going to a dual clutch solves a lot of those problems. Mm-hmm. And I think cars in general have gotten more reliable. I mean, if the Ferraris in the nineties, but also look at any regular passenger sedans. Running a- AC, climbing a mountain in like yeah. a Taurus. Yeah. Kind of a gamble. Well, and people, you know, rich right? people have a lot like of like four explorers. I mean, I remember as a kid going well, up hills at Tahoe in July, and like you're turning the heater on even though you're in a yeah. 
regular old you yeah, know, people, GMS. Yeah, people that are banned at Mount Washington. Yeah, they just yeah. don't mm-hmm. let you go up. Yeah. They're like, look, you, once you go up, you're not going to be able to get back down. Your brakes. Like, we will. know the brake pads your car sold with will not survive. We've done this before. <laughs> or like your car can't force a low gear in your transmission. Yeah. Like the manufacturer nah. just didn't build you a second or a third to a brake torque. The I remember they checked our the uh, our brake temp coming down Pikes Peak. We had good brake temp they in the did. SRT. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we made a game out. I think you people make a game out of it. How we tried to go lowest. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. in the 80 degree range. It was, yeah, we had we very were, cold brake pads. We were practicing, you know, but you, you, I mean, well, whatever. Like, you know, you practice for like, the three days, four days up to the race. Yeah. But practice ends at like 9 a.m. So people go get breakfast, go to sleep, and then go back and just, just drive, drive the road. And over just and over. drive the road. Yeah. And uh, I found um, Liam Dorham's dad, Pat Dorham, the uh-huh. Dorham, the, uh, he drove like the Ford RS200 and like Rally Cross in like the 80s. Like, he probably was a record for rolling more RS200s <laughs> like, in stadiums than like anyone on the planet. Like, dude, just super fast. It was like pouring rain. You find them out on the roads, like you know, and you start like pushing each other more and more and more. Open road, keep... right? Well, as long as you don't go down to that toll booth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? You just got to turn around before the toll booth <laughs> and turn around before the top, and people don't really realize you're on the mountain. Yeah, okay. Right, but uh, the problem is then on the way down, you got to like sit. Chill, right? The brakes are smoking. You're like waiting. You can't pull in with like brakes at like 900 degrees. Yes. And you're like, no, I got it. Like I know what's going on. Like I did this, right? Like I did this. I know this. Going past the ranger station with smoke coming off all. Yeah, you're like, corners. I won't need it the rest of the way. I'll be in like first. Like I won't touch the brakes at the bottom. Like, it'll be cool the time I get down there. And then they make you pull aside. You have to go to their little gift shop. Like, you know, that's what the deal is. It's a scam. Yeah, there's a little cool your brakes in the gift shop. Well, they tell you. They're like, put it in low gear. Don't use your brakes. And if you don't read the signs and pay attention, you got to go buy candies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think but they're running the hill climb this summer, aren't they? Their bribery system. Uh, I don't know if they're running this year. They go, they like run it and they take a break and they run it again. Yeah, I think they basically wait for the insurance guys to forget about what happened the year prior and then they do it again. I mean, I don't think they've had that many no, it's issues. Just not an, it's just not an annual event, right? They just do it like every couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, someone just has to put up the cash. Yeah. yeah. Right? Someone's got to like rent the thing. And it's a bit of a hike road. to get out there, too. You know? What's that? It's a bit of a hike to get up to Mount Washington, too. To get up there? Yeah. You mean to get where the base of the thing is? Yes. Right. I mean, as far as like promoting a race. Yeah. yeah. Plus, there's really no like spectator area. So it's just a giant paddock to hang out in. You know, so it's we cool. heard you went fast. You see some awesome <laughs> race cars. But again, we it, well, it's made fast. for video. You know, it's like a, it's like a Red yeah, Bull yeah, event. Yeah. It's like the video that comes out of it's awesome. Like you see Pastrana. The choppers like, and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's like pretty legit. That yeah. road is fucking gnarly, though. Have you it done is. it? Uh, yeah, like in high school in a fucking ex- rented Ford Expedition. Yeah, exactly. They did allow my rented Ford Expedition up there. Yeah, my dad took me up as a kid. Same sort of thing. You know, a lot like, of rented expeditions in high school. And they at least five or six. They're, on, they're not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, people people want their even their expensive cars. They want them to fucking work now. So Ferraris work good. So not expensive cars. You drove the Focus RS. I did. I did drive the Focus RS. In Portugal. Portugal, Spain? No, Valencia, Valencia, Spain. You were with uh, Mateo, Third largest right? city in Spain, I think. Madrid, Barcelona. Valencia. Fucking Spain rocks. Big. place huge. Yeah. Like flying in, I was like, whoa, massive. <laughs> I don't and, know. You picture uh, like Valencia. You're going to like little like Mediterranean. Thought it was like a romantic like Mon- you thought it was like Monaco. Well, I mean, yeah, these press things are pretty like you know all the other Ford things I've been on have been 
awesome. Like, I'm up in the hills. I'm, like, north of France. I'm in a little chateau. I got my own pool. I don't get on any of these. Nice. What's cool is the camera cars. I mean, just cars. to be clear, right? I mean, not, <laughs> I, 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 the so. camera cars that they brought out for you guys, those were fucking badass. They were Focus STs with the back end cut off. Well, I think they brought those out for Ken, Right? To no, do... they brought those out for me. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, oh, cool. I was there with uh, Road and Track. Oh. And it was for dual online and print. And so they brought a photographer who's like, you know, super awesome car photographer. Like, we you know, one of those guys who like publishes all those awesome photographs of the track yeah. and shots and the motion blurs. And so they brought one of him, and we were supposed to do in the mountains. And But there was like an issue with like permits. Like, never got filed. <laughs> Not that anybody knows how that goes. Well, and then, like, you know, the whole day was a, the first day. I mean, I, yeah, I shouldn't rag it. It was a great trip. Car's awesome. Like, before we go to the car's, like, awesome. So before we even, like, joke around all the other stuff, like, the car's great. Like, if I was, I mean, I kind of want one. You know, I came back, I jumped I'll in my I'll sell e- you mine for five over. Well, I jumped in my E46 M3 when I got back, and I was like, ah. Your car's kind of junky. It makes me so happy. It just because you're a BMW person, I dared to compare a Fiesta ST at one point to an E46 M3. Even having the comparison was woof. I mean, it's, damn. Like the M- E46 M3, like it wants you just to roll into the throttle, but like the torque on the on the Focus <laughs> is kind of addictive. Yeah, right. You're just actually like, ah, just pull it extra. You know, it could yeah. use another thousand RPMs, I think, because I kept like. You're just in it, and it's just pulling. You're like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, shuts you down. Then you hit light. the rev limiter. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing is the uh, the shift light is a performance light, not a rev or fuel efficient light. So it, it knows what the optimal RPMs is for the for right shifting. amount of torque for shifting to produce the fastest oh, zero to sixty and hundred and whatever times. So when that light comes on, you're supposed to shift. Nice. And it's huh. like, where right. is it usually? Like, does it change? Is it varying? I mean, it can be. Like, it definitely isn't the same. Or does same. it come on at, like, 5,700 or something? No, it's not, like, that low. Oh, okay. Like, if Redline's at, like, what, 7 or something like uh-huh. that? Like, it might come on at, like, 64 oh, or okay. something. Like, yeah. Like, you'll be winding out some gears, and it'll tell you to shift. Actually, it comes on at, like, somewhere maybe around 6, if I remember. I, don't, I wasn't looking at it. It's like I can go back to the, uh, to the video. But... Uh, um, it's more like you get the usability of the gear. So when we took yeah, it to the yeah. track or we are in the canyons and I know I'm going to break in like a second, like mountain canyon things, like I'm yeah, not going to shift. Then you're not going to shift, right. So you just rev it a little bit more. So what if you're only making like 300 horsepower instead of like 350 torque? You know that yeah, kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, but if you've got a long straight ahead of you, and you are running, know, you might, might want to shift a little earlier. You. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's yeah. A little added thing. Um, it's got a lot of fucking wowie features, the drift mode and all that stuff, and the fucking okay. two-mode exhaust. The drift mode's super cool, and it's really cool. And it's hard to not say that it's not cool, but it's not as like dramatic as maybe someone like I might expect it to be. I figured. It lets you drift for like a couple seconds and then shuts it down, right? No, it's not just so much that. It's just that like if I see a drift mode button and I put that on, I kind of expect like mayhem. <laughs> yeah. right? like, I, I want it like to go to like a metal track like, pre programmed into the <laughs> into the audio thing that like just, Run to yeah, the hills. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Like if they can program an exhaust yeah. and you go to drift mode, why can't it give me like why can't it give me at least three tracks of maiden? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you kind of like sort of expect that, right? Yeah. And there's no question that um, drift mode at lower speeds is just is mayhem. Like, so they gave us a a low skid pad, and you come rolling into it at like 15 miles an hour. First gear, first gear, yeah. Oh mm. no, no, you grab second. So you okay. come in, you grab like second, and so it's a pretty decent sized skid pad, and uh, just turn and go full throttle. 
You know, in any other like front wheel drive or all wheel drive car I've ever been in, just you just push. go straight off the edge of the skid pad, like tires spinning, like gone. Instead, this thing just starts like, and, like the tires start <laughs> like you can feel all of them are breaking loose, and it's almost like it knows the front's pushing. So it mechanically makes the rear push a little bit more, like break loose a little more. Yeah. Like instead of trying to correct the front end push, it just gives you more mayhem at the rear. Well, doesn't it just and shove most just... of the torque to the back outside tire? So then you just, <laughs> it's like the tire with the most load spins the most and then the oversteers. That, and so that's like what I would have totally thought, right? But when you look at it, I have a feeling they just locked the rear solid. <laughs> nice. Because when you look at the video, there's just equal smoke pouring really? off. Like, I mean, there's a little bit. One's definitely like scrubbing more, given the tighter radius of the corner, like the inside or whatever is definitely mm-hmm. like forced to spin faster. But they look like they're locked solid. That's awesome. I think they're just mechanically driving more than the fronts, so they have no choice. Like if you just drove through the parking like that, it'd be like and left it locked on. I think it would have to be like a race car, be like, yeah, right? yeah. But it only like it quickly turns it on when you're like go to turn in and do the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's cool, but like I turned it on for the racetrack, and I was at first like, "Oh, I love this! Like this is just how the car should be." It just oh yeah, just having it neutral oversteer um, all the time. Yeah, it feels like a BMW. Like you that is that the mode you would use for track work? Is the drift mode? Well, that's kind of what I thought, and then my all-wheel drive system shut down. Oh yeah, and they gave me another one, so I decided to go to track mode and do it in that. And it was just way better. Oh, I mean, it was? You get the tight. I mean, I, I went to the tighter shocks in drift mode, and that was pretty good. So when you go to drift, it goes to soft to give you more right. body roll to keep the rotation going. Uh-huh. So it was stiff on, then it was good, and then I had the rear diff thing going. I mean, you play all sorts of games. It's like yeah. having a like a little Star Trek computer there, and you're like, change shocks 40%. Yeah. Increase <laughs> your exhaust noise. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool, right? And like, enter track mode, enter drift mode. I mean, it's it's kind of fun like that. But the track mode was way faster, and then you could start, like, hurling into But then corners. you could just do it on your own, right? Effectively. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like a four-wheel, like, you know, it's just, it was, for me, it was more precise. Mm-hmm. Um, the back felt like it was maybe dragging a little bit or something. Uh-huh. Like, I was faster, for sure, in track mode. And I had Jason Camisa from now from Motor Trend, like, lined up behind me. And I know Jason, he's raced, and, like, so I know he'd just be, like, fast. So I was like, no way am I letting him, like... <laughs> pull up on my bumper the way I had done on the previous runs on other journalists and they like moved me to the front kind of thing so I wouldn't run into anyone anymore so we were like spinning it was like mayhem <laughs> was, you know and so uh, I tried to go as fast as I could in the track mode like driving absolutely as fast as I could it was way better than drift mode like, it was just fast good to know yeah and you could cut corners like crazy yeah, just slamming curbs, right? Slamming curbs. Yeah, see, no I like that. I like being able to just so rail curbs rail full curbs, throttle. Full yeah. throttle. It was a MotoGP circuit, so they're all like nice and smooth and rounded mm-hmm. for the motorcycles. That's a good one. Yeah, really rad good. car. It's going to be a but rad yeah, car. Car's so, really, really good. No money down, 500 a month is my guess, I think, probably. Really? I think. Maybe a little more. And that seems like a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a $40,000 car. Hey, massive Brembo brakes. Yeah, we don't get them seats. until May though, and I got I got the Super Sports, not the Cup tires. Why? I don't like Cup tires. They're fucking loud. They're really loud on the street, and they and they go quickly. They don't have they don't last that long. No, they won't last that long. For, a, for a Focus, I don't care. It's not the the primary track. It's car. gonna be so fucking fun. It's gonna <clears throat> be so fun. Oh, be very hello, jealous. Jeff Glocka. Hey, welcome in. I was gonna pull away from the mic. You know, just because he can't, like, regulate, like, the fact that, you know. Oh, because he's not in here for, <laughs> yeah. for a minute. 
Um, all right, cool. Well, because Chris is tight on time, we're going to give up the studio to Jeff. Thanks for coming, Billy. All right, thanks for having Good me. See Caswell, you, uh, where should people find you if they, if they want to follow you? Oh, God, Facebook, Build Race Party, all that good stuff. Build Race Party. Uh-huh. Yeah, I Facebook, gave my sister my Volt with a Build Race Party license plate frame on it. She's like, what does this mean? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's like the religion of motorsport. <laughs> Build cars, race cars, and party. That's it, true. It, I mean, here it does well. Like in Why don't you start a church? Non-profit. She's going to be in random airport at some point. She's going to see that sticker and go, why do I know this? Be Our Lady of Building, Racing, and Party. It's like a bigger thing in Europe. like People see it and they freak out. Like uh, The whole Monaco thing. For another time, but like we went out with one of the Formula One team's mechanics. People like freaked out. Like one guy like ripped his shirt off, started stickers all over himself. Screaming, "This is my life! <laughs> wow. This is my life!" And all they do is build Formula One cars, go to Formula One races, and party at these awesome nightclubs and win races. They just don't tell anyone about it. That's yeah. what we're going to call That's this great. podcast. This is my life with Bill Caswell. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Talk thanks, to you all man. later. Thanks. Jeff, the floor is yours. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah